Hello and welcome to the Branded Film and Media Studio here on Decatur Town Square. My name is Michael. I'm the studio manager for Branded. I have Marie Rieger with us uh, with Branded Film and Media. We have a couple guests today. We have Case and Caraway with Caraway Team and Parker Properties and also another guest, Nate Mara. He just started as our new city manager. Uh, Thanks for the invite. excited about this one. Really excited about this one. You excited about this one, Casey? I am. It's um, it's kind of like a movement forward for our city that, you know, we've been around each other for our whole lives and kind of really neat to see both of us kind of coming up in our community and and uh, sticking, sticking to our hometown. It's pretty cool. Yep. Definitely roots uh, right here in Decatur, Texas. When did you graduate? 05. 05. 03 right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. I remember. Right. Close. 95. Yeah. We won't talk about 07. <laughs> Not a young one. Wow. Wow. That's cool. How did all this happen? This this position? Were you offered the position? Did you apply for the position? How how does someone become city manager? Great question. Uh, you know, the Brett announced earlier in the year that, that he would be retiring. And then from there they treated it like any other job. Uh, you know, we would post the position and, you know, internal candidates, if they were qualified, they could apply for it. Obviously, external candidates, a dozen of them or so also applied. And, um, you know, think about finding a job that you think you're going to love and seeing if you meet the credentials and the qualifications, and I did. And so from there, I, uh, you know, just applied and had a series of interviews with our elected body and our current staff and um, went through various steps to get uh, get the field narrowed from about 15 candidates down to just a couple of us. Oh, wow. Right. And so the whole city council, did they interview you at once, one at a time? Um, groups? There were there were multiple interviews, and at one point it was uh, just the council, you know, and, and myself in there you know, talking and going through the interviews. Most people don't realize that um, as the city manager, I am a city employee, but I my bosses are the city council, mm-hmm. you know, so the, the six council seats and the mayor, um, they, they make up my – my bosses, my elected body. Right now we've got a great uh, elected body. They're hardworking. They ask questions. They're engaged. Uh, not afraid to call me. Not not afraid to have <laughs> have conversations. And I love it because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, gosh, that's just conflict. And I actually think conflict's very rewarding. You know, if, if everyone just nodded their head and agreed with each other, uh, the world would be a different place. Mm-hmm. And because people have uh, varying opinions – it really makes for really great ideas and fruitful discussions. Mm-hmm. Great. And the city council meetings are exciting now. They're very exciting. People talk about things. Years they ago, do. when I started going, nobody asked questions. No one argued. No one said anything. Everyone knew how they were going to vote, and they all just voted the same. We look at the agendas now. It's just there's a lot of agenda oh, items yeah. now well, because there's so much going on. It's creating the buzz, and mm-hmm. there's more. You know, some. I go online on Facebook, man, it's like 8.30, and they're still they're still going. We're still, you know, going. still going. Well, and, you know, that's a kind of a product of a, a growing community. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot more going on now than there were even just a few years ago, mm-hmm. you know. So that's a that's a sign, too, when you're, when you're commissioned meetings like that are going longer and longer. It just means there's a lot of work being done. Yeah. And that, you know, that size of a bond that we just got in such a small town, getting that big of a bond is another – view to see there is a lot going on and it is coming yes sir absolutely a lot of good projects are going to come out of that bond Mm -hmm. yeah yep yeah that's good and then lots of hard work of course as when the bond started coming in 
I was like, yeah, Brett's not, he's ready to retire. That, that, <laughs> that is going to be so much work. And that's no, no bash on him. He was no. running anyway. Um, but that, you know, just any city manager looking at that bond and trying mm. to allocate all those funds. Cause number one, sewer water, nothing, nothing's yeah. going to happen until we take care of the infrastructure. Yeah, and, so. and you know, not, not fancy things. And they're you know, expensive. Not, they are expensive and it takes time. And it takes a lot of time mm-hmm. to get those things in motion and, to get the projects approved and get them insured and get them underway. But, you know, we're going to, we're going to blink and look back on this time and go, wow, we did a lot with that one bond and there'll be probably two or three more on the plate. Mm-hmm. There's some good things happening around here. Don't There's you a lot of great <laughs> things happening around here. Decatur, Texas is a, a beautiful place to be right now mm-hmm. yeah. for so many reasons. Right. And it's almost overwhelming. Like I hear one piece of good news and I'm processing it and then I'll hear four more hang on i need to go back and celebrate this yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> there's just so so yeah. many things happening right absolutely now. i agree and with the change of leadership it's just you know brett did such a good job for the city and uh he was there for a long time and now you know here we are with a new beginning and people yeah. are excited about it and it's just it's it's, it's great it's yeah really that's good. it's kind of a hiring with it's almost like hiring with from with within you know that was mm-hmm. kind of cool because he you know, a city, you know, position like that could be hired from outside. I mean, oh, they could course. bring them in from another town, but no, Decatur kept it local. Yeah, we're, cool. we're a, and we're a fan of that. You know, my time in the fire station, we always like to promote from within and bring bring people up uh, through the chain. They, they know what's going on. They know the people. They understand the community. Uh, so I feel like I definitely have a little bit of an edge over – an outsider coming into this position. I don't have mm-hmm. to make relationships. They're already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you already you know. Well, of course. Yeah, it's home. <laughs> it's, I, I live here. My kids are growing beautiful. up here. It's home to me. Yeah, so. and uh, like Eddie Allen said, he said, this was the most detrimental decision Decatur's ever made in its history. And I agree. With all the growth coming, without proper leadership, it it just w- it would have been a nightmare. But we got this breath of fresh air, and it's just so... <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, you're wearing a suit and tie today. Is that something kind of coming off new for you? Standard issue right here. Yeah. <laughs> Standard issue. It's only 101. I probably could have left the jacket off, but yeah. uh, I had yeah. to represent with the lapel, you know. Well, it's looking good. And now tell me a little bit more about the history of, you know, the police and the fire. Like, what, did you have any police uh, service? Did you serve as a police officer ever? No, I was never a police officer. Uh, I was a paramedic and I worked with the county ambulance service for a long time and then obviously a fireman and came up through every rank that we have uh, in the fire department except for fire marshal. Except for fire marshal. It seems like you have experience on all avenues with, you know, the city, you know, safety services, I guess. So is that some police and fire department, they work together pretty, pretty close. Is that correct? Uh, Basically around the clock, yes. Wow. We're constantly uh, in partnerships, uh, not only in our 911 service, but our pre-planning and our emergency uh, management pieces. It's a constant relationship. Did you ever think you'd be moving into a city official position like this? It was always on the radar, yeah, wow. absolutely. I, it, I'm kind of one of those persons where, um, you know, the, I, I don't want to idle too long in a certain spot, so if I find myself – getting bored with something I need to continue to try to engage that I understand that level and try to you know continually up my game so my wife says you don't idle well <laughs> she's probably right you, you're going to yeah. be you know skyrocketing and then you're going to get so tired and you're going to be like okay I'm done I'm retired yes, that's uh, a lot of my older friends in the community have warned me against uh, yeah. skyrocketing or burning out you know? burning out so, yeah 
and this is such such a big role. So as you were going in uh, to accept this, uh, what what were some of your main goals, or where were you um, adamant? You're like, I'm going to start here, or what? What was your game plan? Yeah, goal goal one is service. You know, coming up, growing up as a fireman, my heart's you know built around service, and so this is a a way for me to serve at a higher level and a slower pace, if you will. Uh, everything we do in the fire department is 911 base, so uh, constantly reacting to yeah. things. This gives me the opportunity to serve in more of a proactive fashion. And talking about my priorities, that first and foremost, I want to make sure that I understand the, the needs and desires of the community and our staff. Just because I've been here my, ho- my whole life and I've worked for the city for 17 years doesn't necessarily equate to me knowing exactly what's going on at all the levels across the city. So I want to dive in and really learn uh, my staff and then learn the needs of the community. So those are, those are kind of my two number one priorities aside from service. Yeah. Wow. And I uh, want to make sure that everyone's listening. They know that you have either you have set meetings or you're going to set meetings with every city employee. Yes, ma'am. I I have uh, committed to interviewing every single staff member that we have, 139 full-time equivalent positions, plus all of our volunteers and about 36 external stakeholders. Those those stakeholders would be people that sit on boards and commissions Mm -hmm. uh, or folks that uh, maybe retired from the city or used to live here or folks from maybe the school district or the hospital you know, places that are key uh, in the community. I want to hear from them. <laughs> Michael like and I, we're, at the, we're on the parks board, and we walked in, and there's there's our city yep, manager. Right it was there. so <laughs> exciting. And it's so great for you to be here, be there, because it's it's a, it's city funding. This of is, course, yeah. This is parks. It's a, it's, it's about the growth, mm-hmm. and it was, it was uh, just so great seeing yeah. you there. So what have you learned as far as like your first interviews or the, the boards that you've been able to visit? I think the biggest thing I've learned is what makes the, the folks that serve those positions, what makes them tick, you know, is what, do they have kids? Are their kids driving their participation? Mm-hmm. Uh, do they have a place in their heart for some specific group that they belong to or serve for? Um, or are they just, you know, smart and willing to help? And, and that's their driver. Uh, for me, if I understand what drives people, I can help them. I can help support them. Sounds like you're going to have to listen a whole lot more than you're going to be talking in those interviews, huh? Yes, of course. Well, that's I'd like to see that notepad you end up well, I th- having I think at the, the end of that. We had, to, we had a whole page it. and a half oh, man. Yeah. of notes you had just taken down. And one thing you said is that you can't help if you don't know where sure. the help is needed, where, where it's at. And well, you did that going into the fire chief position, I think. You did I the did. same thing where you interviewed every single person. Just get to know them more. Again, Absolutely. You, you knew them. But you didn't know them as at that level. Well, sure, and it's and it's not about negative things either. You know, no. a lot of people think, "Man, you must be you know hearing a lot of problems." No, quite the opposite. I'm hearing a lot of really good things or ideas or something. And ideas, you know, someone has a cool idea. If I can write that down and and couch it for later, you know, and then say, "Hey, you know, Casey had this really good idea back in 22." Where here it is, you know, this was well, his brainchild, and, or or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. No credit needed. <laughs> oh, credit needed. No. <laughs> run with it. When, when it falls apart, we'll know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't bring it back on me. Yeah. Yeah. No. And there's a lot of similarities too. You know, if if I interviewed every single one of you guys, you would have similar needs or similar thoughts. You know, this process is going really great in the city. Don't mess with that. Or 
you know, I don't like this process. What can you do about it? You know, and, and you'd be surprised how similar some of those things are. I think it's unique to me, you know, being in real estate, how you would think that I'd be so pumped about like parks and things. I am, I don't get me wrong, but you cannot operate a city or grow a city without city sewer and water. I think city and water or sewer and water is probably the biggest thing. So like when we did that 20 master plan for the 2050 plan, yes, sir. You know, I sat on that committee and did that, and that really opened my eyes that all these decisions that everybody has that are sounds fun, there's always a back end that makes everything run. And I feel like our, you know, previous, you know, city officials that would hear they were preparing and making sure that we had that nest egg to in case of an emergency. I feel like our city has a nest egg more than some cities that probably ran out of money or they're taking out bigger loans in order to keep this going. Do you feel like you have a a firm foundation to kind of now take off in a direction that all these new people moving in or all these great ideas are all thrown at you. Do we have a firm foundation for you to take off with these great new ideas? You, you have an amazing foundation. The, the two managers before me, Sam Renshaw served 32 years, Brett Shannon serving 32 years, both of those. Yeah. <laughs> that is unbelievable. That's 63. I, I might be, a, you, I'm Marie. only the third manager, but to, to your question, yeah, your foundation's beyond solid. That's great to and, hear. And it's it, a lot of people don't like to talk about, you know, water and wastewater. It's not it's not glamorous. It doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. But in order to have those things that really look good, you know, parks and shiny fire equipment and, and yes. nice police equipment and good uh, quality library services and all those things like that, to have those things, we have to have the infrastructure mm-hmm. to sustain long term. Um, people that will use those things uh, you guys are learning more and more about the decatur chamber of commerce and that was something that i was lucky enough to step into that all the previous you know presidents and board members before there was a nest egg for a rainy day and that's how we were able to take risk in marketing and kind of mm-hmm. take it in another direction and it's but that's back to your story the foundation's there the, fr- yeah. the nest egg's there and that feels good to hear it really does and now the growth the growth is here the, yeah. the bond is here. We have huge companies moving here, mm-hmm. ready to help and donate. And, and apartment complexes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> apartment complexes. How many yeah. apartment complexes are going up right now? We have we have one under construction and then a couple of concepts that uh, they, they haven't gotten running yet. But oh, there's there's okay. one under construction right now that will be, uh, I believe it's a dozen units with a clubhouse. And it's a couple hundred a couple hundred uh, individual Doors. living yeah. units. Is that yeah. the one yeah. on 380? Mm-hmm. Off of Rose Avenue. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful project. It's going to be a great project. Mm-hmm. It'll but, look and good. much needed, too. Oh, yeah. Case and you get it. You're in real estate. Uh, there's not enough affordable housing for young families. Or even rentals. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if they can get in in temporary six months to a year, uh, some of my closest friends, clients, they lived in campers, and they couldn't even fill all the camper spots in our county were completely full probably you are aware of that as a you know i'm sure fire and safety that's probably a concern but basically they couldn't find a place to even put a camper so they had to drive some were driving to almost sanger just to get a spot you know and those are yeah. full too so it's just been a um, tough one with no rentals and rentals don't go on the market it's um they, it's all word of mouth in our town right now so if you had 200 doors potentially 400 doors coming in the next two years or whatever it may be they will be full, um, and once that, once the investors feel and taste that, and they they 
because there's no data to back it at this moment. There's right. just no mm-hmm. comps. There's no so. investors can understand why are we building these 200-unit um, complexes because there's no previous data to back this. Sure. And it's all about, you know, people's you've, – you've been in those meetings with me. You know, it's like – people's uh, if you build it they will come yeah. we have the demand i know i can't prove that data to you but there is it's you just know. like the square it, it doesn't make sense on paper <laughs> but now thanks to roosters you can now run their reports and they're slammed their yeah. business is so much busier than denton wow. and then same thing with trinity you know before that was built you know we would be in big meetings and the numbers would not make sense but yeah. we said mm-hmm. it's a concept just mm, it, it's so gonna true. and now it's all paid off but we had the structure the foundation so we could make the risk. Sure. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, we're such a hub for things. The, the hospital is a draw. The workforce about the city is a, is a big draw for people daily. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of a hub. You know, we hold about 10% of the population of the county as is in the city, but the, but that doubles, you know, during mm-hmm. the day, during the week. And, and so that's why our restaurants are full, and that's why, you know, the, the traffic's crazy <laughs> and, and everything's bustling during the day. Uh, but, you know, a good economy, too. You know, the jobs that are being created uh, through the EDC's work in the industrial park yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that, that's going to drive the need for, you know, affordable housing and, and simply just more housing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that we, we think about if you're really just taking um, the city limits is only this big, right? And it can't grow any lot more because of when we pass Tier 2, um, not, not forcefully annexing the neighboring properties into the city limits, right? So a developer has to purchase a property or a farmer or whatever has to sell a property, that investor or client or whoever it may be has to then annex that land into the city limits voluntarily and then also pay for the utilities, sewer, septic, all that ran to that property. And it's just now getting to the point where that financially is beneficial to that investor to purchase Mm -hmm. a property, also pay to run city water, city sewer to that property, then go through the process of annexing that 10 acres or six acres, whatever it needs to be into the city limits. How many properties have recently been annexed uh, into the city limits? Not very many, right? Not a lot. So our city, it's a long process. It's a long process. It's a hard process and it hasn't been done in over six years. uh, Since the last one, a few years Uh, It is going to happen with the neighborhood that's going uh, South on seven thirty. So those are hundred percent. Those are eat or be seven thirty South. Those are easier because you've already got all the city water, city sewer in an already existing, you know, even fiber optic cable for, for internet. So that's easy proximity. Proximity is just easier expansion. Yeah. Well, you get like people want a, um, uh, H E B or a grocery store. If they, Mm -hmm. they can't, there's nothing available in the city limit size wise that, that fits their bill. That's right. So across the highway would be County land Mm -hmm. that, Rest or um, um, that I guess investor and in that whatever the grocery store whatever that may be has to first purchase annex and get water and sewer over there. So it's not until they they feel like the data and the demand mm-hmm. is enough enough rooftops. That's right. In our count, well, it's hard. Usually they go off city data, they right? Usually go off city data and to make those decisions. That's right. And, and so there's not enough city data or enough rooftops for these grocery stores, in my opinion, to. Uh, see it on paper to to say, hey, I'm going to buy this land, annex it, get my own city water, city sewer over to that Investing area. Investing millions. Millions. Yeah. To, and yeah. so 
If they could just look at our county growth and make that decision, I'm sure they don't trust me. They are. You know, the, they are looking. It, they are looking. Yeah, investors are looking. You know, if they would just trust us, <laughs> just, just trust us. Trust I'll be us there three times a week. You know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Same here. Oh uh, wow. Oh, and so all these people are moving here, and there's somewhere for them to work. Because the city is hiring, right? That's right. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, matter of fact, if you visit DecaturTX.org forward slash jobs, uh, you can see our latest eight or nine openings that we have. Wow. Whether you want to be a police officer, a dispatcher, uh, you want to work for municipal services such as court clerk or receptionist, uh, health inspector, city engineer. I mean, you name it. We've got a lot of uh, positions open right now, and uh, I'd love to have – you guys join the team or somebody that you know that's a that's a good fit, uh, join our team because I think uh, Decatur, Texas is going to be the place to be. Oh, yeah. That's actually really cool that you – I mean, I love that we have a budget to expand our uh, openings. You know, I mean, that's really – That's a lot of money right there. That's a I lot mean, it, of money. Yeah. Seven, seven uh, you know, positions doesn't sound mm-hmm. a lot, but when you think about their salary sure. and Time's their seven. benefits <laughs> yeah. and everything that yeah. goes along Absolutely. with it. Yeah, I mean, no. employees are expensive. Employees are very expensive. Matter of fact, when you look at any budget, anybody's budget, employees are obviously the, the largest mm-hmm. uh, cost there, but it's because they're so valuable to us. Oh, yeah. You know, we, can't do without we, them. we can't do without our employees, and, and we have, in my opinion, some of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I said earlier 139 full-time equivalents. You'd be surprised how much work those 139 people get done in the course of a couple of weeks. Yeah. Hard-working folks right here in Decatur. Man, good to hear. Yeah, a lot Lots, lots of uh, tasks being completed, and all the building permits, and oh and man, the, mm, man, daily. It's a flood. <laughs> it's a flood. <laughs> yes, can't can't imagine. Can't imagine. Okay, this has nothing to do with um, your your job. Uh, you're you have twin girls. Your wife Amber. Yeah, and you have twin girls, and they have beautiful red hair. Very bright red <laughs> hair. Yes, Did ma'am. you used to have red hair? I used to have hair. <laughs> start there. We'll start there. Uh, yes, I did. When I was a kid, I had like the strawberry blonde mm-hmm. uh, color hair, strawberry hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, my father-in-law has some red hair. And so I guess somewhere along the way. Yeah, that's a powerful combination. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Lots of sunscreen out of our house, too. <laughs> yes, I see yeah. those videos of families on 4th of July. And little gingers are... Yeah, that's us. Sunscreen we need to everywhere. get a picture of him in the strawberry blonde hair to post. Yes. Well, you know, episode. I could probably give you my case and probably has it too. My yearbook photo, <laughs> uh, three. Yeah, man. Oh, How much we're getting that. I had, you were, hair. That I had long hair. Oh, oh man. Yeah. you did. I we did. all had our past. Yeah. <laughs> was it as long as Kason's? It was longer. <gasps> oh man! Yeah. Wow. Not my Your previous hair, lifetime. Was your hair longer than mine? I'm sure it was that long. But at the auction, he had on a wig, and our hair looked exactly the same. Same and color, he was same like, length. Yeah, he was like, "This is what my hair used to look like." <laughs> <laughs> he kept you know, doing this. We'll we'll see uh, we'll see how Mara baby number three comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. My uh, my wife's pregnant. She's thirty. Wow. Oh gosh, babe, I'm sorry. Thirty two weeks, I believe. Congratulations. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah. So we're. Uh, You've got a lot going on. We've, we're we're a busy family. Oh. Yes, sir. Oh. Yeah. You don't you don't like sitting idle. I, yeah, I hear that. <laughs> I don't like idling too much. It's a boy, right? It's a boy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Benjamin Alexander. Great like name. It. Great name. And I'm. I can come see the baby. Of course, yeah. Because he lives two doors down. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very. It's convenient. nice to know your neighbors. Mm-hmm. You do have a very large city lot that needs a lot of mowing. Oh yes, <laughs> it is. And oh. he does it himself. I do. Every, yeah. I, I cheat. Do. 
but most of the people on our block, we pay people. Nope. Not Nate. He's yeah, no, no, <laughs> no judgment though. It's looking a little wooly right now. I've had uh, a busy few weeks, as you can imagine. Oh, imagine. Well, you push me on that thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not cutting the church very often, so it should just. Yeah. Should match. Michael should Michael match. and I used to be mowing neighbors. He yep. would be mowing and I would be mowing. Because normally we'd do like, you know, I'd mow on Friday, so he'd have to come out Saturday and mow or vice versa because you can't let it look Yeah, if your neighbors terrible. make you look bad. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget when you had that, uh, you probably still do, the lawn tractor sprinkler. Mm-hmm. You wear that thing out. I do. <laughs> I do. I yeah. love it. I love yeah. it. I try, to be, I try to be very responsible about, uh, you know, my water usage, but... To keep the grass burrs down, you know, you got to have healthy grass. Yeah, you got to outgrow that bad stuff. Yes. And they're terrible. My dogs, I'm sure they pick it up and they throw it in your yard. Stuff happens. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> stuff happens. It's okay. It's okay. No judgment. It's, a, it's all right. It's all right. Um, so where do you see the city in five years? What, what do you think it's going to look like around here oh, in five years? I think, I think our population is going to be climbing faster than we've ever seen it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on the data that we have access to, I think we're going to have uh, more opportunities for jobs and retail and higher quality of life items, you know, like parks and things like that. But it, it all has to happen in lockstep with one another. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can't outpace the pretty things, you know, with infrastructure or vice versa. You can't have all the infrastructure and nothing th- for people to be able to say, yeah, that's my home. You know, that's my town. Mm-hmm. So it all has to fit together, I think. But I think we're going to be at a very, a very high pace for for quite some time. What do you think the roads are going to look like? Any guesses? Packed. <laughs> you mean you I mean potholes or roads? Well, we've heard. I'm talking say. just uh, expanding the highways with exits and you know. Yeah. So text dot you know, questions. The, I guess. Some of the yeah, it's it's text dot. You know, they they control that. I think a lot of things are very natural. You know, if we look at other cities that are going through these growth phases. You know, they put down the rooftops, then they come in and they put down the business fronts, and then naturally everything has to catch up. You know, mm-hmm. so I look at 35. You know, 35 has been under construction, mm-hmm. I feel like, my entire adult Forever. life. You know, and, and so, but what they've, what they've been forced to do is catch up to the growth that's been going on uh, that flank, you know, each side of, of 35 all the way down through Central Texas. So um, I think we'll see some similar items here in Decatur. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be much slower. Yeah. Well, I just stare at 51 in front of Walmart and Exxon. What? <laughs> what yeah. is going to happen here? I yeah, mean, yeah. You know, because with the businesses and, you know, 51 not going away. No. So. It's actually probably going to get more crowded. It is. Some of the things I think you'll see is at some point there will be other thoroughfares that connect, you know, large traveled uh, areas of town mm. and ideally you know we'll have some sort of connector roads that are further out down 51 or further mm-hmm. out down 730 or so you think those landowners are going to give that up well it, that's always the that's <laughs> always the gamble you know? well you know and I, and I wouldn't ask them i wouldn't ask them to well, but I think, <laughs> I think i just think it's 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 tough for some you know well of you, course for somebody to give that up and but honestly it's always been a hard conversation with these landowners hey if you allow this loop or this, you know, road go through here, your land goes from being priced per acre to price per square foot. Sure. I mean, because it turns into commercial. When you get, I mean, you could, Decatur could have a loop and it would alleviate a lot of our stress on our inner, sure. you know, at 8 a.m., 3 p.m., whatever that is. But then we could also sling a bunch of commercial out there. Sure. And that would, 
get a lot of people off the center of the, uh, I, the streets as well. I think, you know, and a lot of this has to do with, with what the elected body wants and, and what the community wants, you know, speaking to their elected officials. But from my viewpoint, I want to have good relationships with those landowners mm-hmm. so that right now, while none of those conversations are on the table, they know they can call me and voice their concerns, and I can call them and voice my concerns. And then when the time does come, uh, it's either them or their family members that I'm having that relationship with, I'm having that conversation with. So it's not a shock mm-hmm. that it, yeah. this plan was you know, built years and years and years ago. Um, and, and some of that stuff may never come to fruition, or it may not come to fruition in my time. But I hope that I can lay the, some of the groundwork for some of these big things that inevitably will happen, whether we do it They're or someone else does. They yeah. are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then yeah. towns just function better with a loop. <laughs> I mean, sure. And I, I don't want anyone to lose their land. I, I understand oh, no. the the quandary. Financially, they'll be okay. You yeah. know, like they're going to be compensated because that sure. is a huge undertaking to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. I, it's not, they're not going to get, I don't know how that works. I don't know if that's, you think about a loop that goes around Weatherford, you know, mm-hmm. all that land it cut through every one of those properties. That wasn't just one property. That was a lot of properties. Bridges. Absolutely. I mean, there's how did, rivers. How did they come through and decide who to pay and how to pay? That's a, that's a And then how to navigate that route because there were some houses, there were some ranches. There oh, were absolutely. Some, yeah. And there's well, land it, obstacles sometimes that mm-hmm. you have to take into account. Well, that's going to take $4 million to do a bridge over that. <laughs> or we could just pay. <laughs> really? Or more. Or yeah. more. Yeah. Quite yeah. a bit Gosh. more. Yeah. Just imagine if you did a cross like Deep Creek, you know, or, or – yeah. Or something major like that. Well, there's a lot of, in my mind, there's a lot of partnerships that have to be in place before we even begin going down those roads. You know, the city and the county get along great. Uh, I want to build on that and, and make it even better. But then from there, you, you've got to think about TxDOT. You've got to think about other state partners that are going to be at play. And obviously the landowners. To me, that has to all be oh, a, yeah. a very it's not cohesive it's relationship. Not this year. No. It's it's years and before that happens. But it But it starts today. The just brainstorming and agreeing and disagreeing and, mm-hmm. and having these conversations. You know, there's, in my mind, there's opportunities that we don't even know are out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've drawn in my on a map a few different times from 380, from 380 connecting to Prescott, connecting to, you know, 51 to 730 to 287. I've drawn it lots of times, and I'm just, like, thinking – you know, there's some land out. There. It, it it doesn't hit anybody's neighborhood. It doesn't. It's it's right. out there, and uh, yeah. so I don't know. I think it'll happen. I, I've heard from many people, Doctor Bain from UNT. Mm-hmm. When I first got my real estate license, he was like, "Decatur's going to be the size of McKinney in ten years," and that was Ooh. five years ago. <laughs> and I was like, "Well." Because we're gonna, we're gonna I have mean, to get we busy. Start, I started working downtown five years ago, and I think about what business was like, and what, and same thing with your real estate. Mm-hmm. It was so much different five years ago. Mm-hmm. Just yes. looking around, just downtown, yeah. it's yeah. just so much different. So it's really hard for my brain to even go there. What is it going to be like in five more years? Mm-hmm. That's true. I yeah, guess that's what I'm. That's kind of what I was trying to get at. Is I believe there's so many opportunities that we don't even realize yet mm-hmm. are going to mm-hmm. be before us. And so we, we really don't need to turn our nose up at anything, and we need to have as many conversations about concepts as we can yeah. uh, because you never know what's out there. You no. never know what opportunity could land in your lap. And, you know, we're talking about 51 to 730. It may be a different direction. It, it, may, be, it may have to be a different direction right. yeah, to get us started. Mm-hmm. You know? So there's a lot of opportunity. You got anything, Michael? What uh, What characteristics or what, 
goals coming from the fire service? Because I know you're you're been involved in the city through the fire service, but what are things coming in from fire chief to city manager outside of just service that you're going to be able to bring into this new role? Well, in, in the fire, that's a great question. In the fire service, we're naturally chain of command people. You know, uh, we're we're naturally a little OCD, a little <laughs> kind of organized. You know, um, everything has a place, everything in its place. Uh, for me, having contingency plans, having the ability to have a succession plan. You know, if it the the square is busy enough, if I walk across the street and get hit by a cattle truck, who who's picking up? the city and running with it, you know, things like that. Having that plan for succession. When folks retire, we don't have, you know, seven or eight openings. We have immediate uh, persons who are ready to step in and run with those processes. So that's one thing I'll be able to bring is just the the ability to have, um, you know, second in command at various locations mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. the city and key positions. And some of that already exists, but my hope is just to, uh, you know, polish it up, make it a little better. That's yeah. what you do with the fire. You know, yeah. you have Chief Bennett now as acting fire chief and hopefully staying fire chief. And that, you know, you yeah. had that as an emergency when you were fire chief before you even thought about taking this position. Yeah, when I came into the fire chief's position, we, we didn't have a contingency plan. It was, we'll just figure it out, you know, call to call, day to day. That's quite dangerous. Yes. Yeah. And so we, Chief Bennett helped me tremendously develop a succession plan. And, and that was built for tragedy. You know, if, if if one of us was killed in the line of duty, then the next person in line could pick up and run. Uh, they would just need my, you know, basically phone and keys and that sort of thing, and they could do the job. So we're getting to see that succession plan play out minus the tragedy, um, which is great. You know, I, I told my staff 30 days ago in the fire station, okay, you're going to hear this announced the Monday at council, and uh, here's what's going to happen. Here, you know, we'll lean heavy on the succession plan, and uh, we'll name Chief Bennett. Uh, July one as our fire chief and and you'll go on from there and and they didn't miss a beat That's they great. they picked that up so cool that that same day I turned in my city Tahoe my fire uniforms uh, my gear everything my keys all that stuff to the fire department and they have been uh, nonstop just r- just running with the baton if you will ever since then they're already doing things that you know or ideas that we had talked about and they're already making them happen. You know, so, so I'm awesome. very yeah. proud of that team. And you have to document and, and have the technology or the platforms in place or the processes in place so that you can, you know, pass that torch. But who are you going to come up with the new systems, new technology, new uh, devices to make this all run the way you see it? Citywide? Citywide. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's like I'm just thinking, how do you communicate this whole platform across the entire city, 139 <laughs> It's tough. Communication know. is key, and uh, and you're right. And I'll give you a, kind of a little glimpse into our world. I can take zero credit for this. Our financial team uh, was already um, headfirst into this process when I was coming on board. Their software that we use to manage our finances is, you know, it's just outdated. Software, you blink and software changes. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, uh, they've tracked down a new system for us to use, and, and through that system it will help. Uh, support our HR process. It'll help support our onboarding processes. Perfect. There will be some uh, higher level technology pieces. You know, for example, a supervisor can do time from a tablet in the field if they need to. So it's really going to streamline things and help um, be able to pass along information in a more sure. efficient manner. So I think I think that's a big step moving forward. And then everybody learns at a different 
in a different way. You know, mm-hmm. you may like a face-to-face meeting. Michael may appreciate a Zoom call. Marie may want, you know, a, a direct a direct phone or a text message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so knowing that about our staff, be able to get them information in a way that they can digest easily. So, so good. Wow. Yeah. Well, somebody asked me the other day, what do you think about Nate being city manager? And I said, I just, we're all so excited. And I said, he's just, he's so good for this position because he's kind and he's organized. <laughs> kind and, and organized. I'll and take it. And, can, and can communicate. And can communicate. It's mm. just, it's, it's great. And you said you weren't always organized. No, <laughs> no, I was not. And my, and my wife, Amber, if you're listening to this, you can, <laughs> y- you can just nod your head when you hear this. Um, growing up in the fire service, I was never the organized person until I went to paramedic school. And when you go to paramedic school, you quite literally learn to take someone's life into your own hands. And it's not as glamorous as it sounds, but it does require you to be very organized. It, you know, treatment happens in a certain way. Medications are given in a certain way. And that's just how you start organizing your entire life. And so that's just kind of spilled over into everything that I do with my daily life. And being organized now is second nature to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. So you, you mentioned you turned in your fire stuff. Are you going to keep your certs up to date? I am, yes. Okay. I plan to keep those up to date uh, because, you know, ultimately um, I see myself at a college, you know, teaching at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'll get 30 years in with the city, I'll only be 50 years old. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to have life after yeah. You know, the city, no matter what, no matter what date and time that is. So I want to keep that up. Plus, I worked really hard to get those cert- yeah, certificates. It, yeah. It's about three years worth of heavy labor. I, I don't want to just let the state have that back. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. He's, he's going to go rock it up. He's going to hit his peak and he's going to be a professor at a college. Well, that's <laughs> that's the plan. You know, I, I want to I, I'll share this with you. We've all known the that person in our life that probably um you know, was relevant for a really long time, and then they weren't anymore. And either they stayed around and worked a little too long, or they tried to hang on to a business that they owned for a little too long, or they had a process in place for a little too long. I want to go out relevant, mm-hmm. you know. And so using my example of the firehouse, when I left the fire station, I mean, I had folks, like, emotionally disturbed that I wasn't going to be the fire chief anymore. I said, hey, everything's good. You know, you're going to grow without me. You know, that's the, to me, that's what legacy is all about is, you know, go out on a high and, and don't outstay your welcome. There's a lot of, that's pretty good. A lot of things there. Write that down. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he took the fire chief position at a very difficult time. Um, yeah. Nine days before the pandemic. Yeah. So, I mean, you really have to talk about that. No, we're not going to talk about it. I'm just saying that he took it at a very tough time and made it through. And and he brought, you know, everybody through there and all the changes and how it one day was this, one day was that. And just. It was a a team effort. I mean, it it was, it it took, I mean, there were a lot of folks, you know, rowing in the same direction to make that happen, but it it was a big team effort. And we didn't even know about, uh, we learned it from uh, the leadership program indicator. What? Leadership decatur. Leadership decatur. Yeah. And uh, the emergency management system, that there's been multiple times during the pandemic that people from the outside are trying to come in and help us because our numbers got too high and they had to communicate and mm-hmm. figure out. I can't, I can't imagine how stressful that was. And I didn't, I didn't even know. 
That's good. That means that <laughs> that <laughs> means that the county officials and and our partners here in the city were doing their job, and you didn't even know. Nope. Yep. That's how it feeling. works. That is how it works. Makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, we went through the goals, succession plan. Um, who is your favorite city employee? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, man. You well stumped the, him. Finally. I mean, no. I, I want to say the finance director because she makes sure that the team gets paid. That's uh, true. That's a good there you know. answer. Good answer. I want to. I want to keep the staff happy, so no, I, I, I got to say, finance our finance team. They're yeah. probably my favorites. Yeah, and no, you know, no offense like, to any of the other they like eleven that directors. Team too, they so do too. Be, That's why it's a okay. safe answer. That's yeah. a really good answer. I like it. That was, that was well a, thought out. Really <laughs> 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 okay. Well, if is, it, is there anything else we need to cover? That's all I got. Proud of you. So Thanks, proud. sir. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. I had a, this is fun. I love yeah. it. This is your your first day, and it's a part of the communication. Yeah, well, use this as a platform. It's uh, it's wonderful that you're willing to get on here and and communicate because pe- you know people they sit down and and they listen. Yeah. A lot of people assume they don't, they don't want to hear from you, but our our uh, community quite, does. Quite the opposite. I I want to hear from you. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, uh, we we joked that uh, at at City Hall, a, a coworker up there told me, you know, you can't you can't talk to every single person that comes through the door. I said, why not? I said, well, you'd just be inundated. I said, well. We'll put a bench out front, and I'll talk to them outside that way they don't come <laughs> through the door. <laughs> and they, everybody laughed. They thought, that, I said, but, you know, that's how I was trained. We have we have a bench at the fire station, and that's that's where mm-hmm. life's problems get solved, you know. So if, you, if you ever feel the need that you need to make an announcement and it gets, whether it be a city a city YouTube or whatever, come in here, give an update quarterly, monthly, or yearly, whatever you want to do. Use the studio and make it a platform for to, to get it to the city. That that would be amazing. You know, I, I'm sitting, I'm thinking here through, uh, like budget. You mm-hmm. know, once we have the budget voted on and finalized, you know, maybe be able to announce some of the new things that are coming. Uh, I think that would be well, neat. People would yeah. listen, and if, as long as you're consistent and you, you know, we they like as a consumer, we know it's coming and it's at a certain time. I mean, people are gonna. You can't complain if you're educated or, or if you're. Um, being communicated to, you know, it's like I agree. I didn't know about that. Well, did you get on the mm-hmm. the, sure. the quarterly podcast that he puts out, you yeah. know, or whatever monthly, whatever you want to do? But you know, he put yeah. the information out there the best way he could possibly do it. That that's a great idea. Yeah, well, absolutely. I think you know we we get zoned. I didn't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. Casey, but we get zoned in on uh, at least for me, I scan through the messenger, I scan through social media, and then I just ask. You know, in meetings, that's how I get my news. There's tons of different ways to get news. You know, this is another way that you can be made aware of things. Yep. Oh, has your uh, phone time gone up at all since you took this position? It has. My <laughs> my phone time has gone through. You witnessed a little of that when I was coming in. Was, we're putting out completely different types of fires these days. It's so um, it's very different. You know, in in the fire world, everything's based on nine one one. You know, everything's urgent, urgent. You know, mm-hmm. It's got to happen now. Got to happen now. City administration, we move a little slower. But it lets us be a little more proactive too. So uh, instead of reactive, yeah, you need to get a, a headset so you don't get it. <laughs> so I've got, yeah, I've got a little crook. I've got earbuds in, in my pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Those get me yeah. through the day. They yep. do. Yep. How many times you charge them? I have two sets of them. Okay, there yeah. you go. That's a lot of talking. Yeah, but wow. only because I lost one and then I found it later and then so now I have two. Understand? No, but I go through them. I use yeah, them. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I like I like having both that. on the phone. Yeah. If I call either one of you and you answer. 
Whoa. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm going to be quick. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you. With us. I and appreciate talking and giving us the update. We'll see you around All everywhere. Right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Take care.